It's the Bradfield Weather Podcast brought to you by McAllen Construction of Prospect, centrally located in the state of Connecticut, servicing the entire state for over 25 years. McAllen Construction is a full-service construction company. I'm Dan Lavallo. He's Brad Field. And Brad, here we go. We are recording a podcast on this Friday after Christmas, Friday, December 27th. And if I may say so, the weather is anything but winter-like around here. Correct. Boy, Dan, it is really changed from the uh, beginning of the month, but um, it's the extremes that make up the average. So uh, we will see these kind of fluctuations, but I think when all is said and done and when we tally up the books at the end of the winter, we're going to come in on the the normal side temperature-wise to perhaps below normal temperature-wise, and I think we're going to have significantly above-average snowfall by the time all is said and done this winter. And, Dan, I just want to take one moment. We talked off-air, and uh, I'm so glad that you and Susan enjoyed a a wonderful holiday with the family. Uh, We enjoyed a terrific holiday with the family, and I hope all our listeners had a great uh, Christmas and Hanukkah, and I am um, very hopeful for all of us in 2020. And I will echo those sentiments, and I know that you and your family had a great Christmas as well, and now we're almost knocking on the door to 2020. That has a ring to it, doesn't it? 2020. (laughs) Yeah, it sure does. Brand new decade coming in, Dan. And uh, I'll tell you, I am concerned about one thing um, left in 2019 in terms of a storm, and it does not have the look of snow at all. As a matter of fact, it has the look of rain, but there is a sneaky little problem here developing because we're going to have cold high pressure up to the north. And when you have that, you can frequently see cold air drain in in the lower levels of the atmosphere. I am a bit concerned about the Sunday night, Monday time frame. And Dan, I think that uh, we're going to see rain across Connecticut. But here's the problem. Is it going to rain and be 35 degrees and be no problem at all? Or if in some of those hill towns, uh, Goshen, Norfolk, uh, Colebrook, for example, Barkhamstead, is it going to be 30 or 31 and raining and ice on everything? So I'm a little bit concerned about icing in some Connecticut towns, especially near the Massachusetts border, and the northern hills on Sunday night and into the day on Monday. But I do believe that is the last trick uh, 2019 has up its meteorological sleeve. And then as we head into uh, New Year's Eve day and New Year's Day, I think we're going to be fine for um, the holiday travelers. You know, it's interesting because we have, as I told you, very little snow cover here in my hometown of Torrington other than the snow banks, but apparently you had a white Christmas in your neck of the woods. Yes, Dan, we did um, uh, here in West Granby, um, but it it was weird. I mean, you would drive uh, around the streets of Granby, for example, and it seemed like um, some people that would look out the the window of their home, all they would see is snow. 
so, you know, to them, absolutely a white Christmas. Then I drove by other houses in Granby where you would look out the window and all you would see would be grass. So I think it totally depended on um, the sun angle and how much sun hits your property and how shaded your property is and so forth. The places that were shaded kept their snow cover and had a white Christmas and uh, then the places that were out in the sun didn't. So we did on our last podcast call for a spotty white Christmas in Connecticut. Some places would have it, some places wouldn't, and uh, it worked out pretty well. That ice that we got, um, I don't know, a week or so back, that, uh, that inch of sleet uh, has really stood up, uh, even to some of those 50-degree temperatures that we had in the days just prior to Christmas, uh, it did act as a refrigerant, and uh, then it, it kept the uh, it kept the uh, snow squall snow. Uh, some towns had a half an inch to an inch of uh, uh, snow squall the day after the sleet. The sleet acted as a refrigerant and would not allow that snow to melt. So uh, it was really kind of interesting. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, because there there is this chance we could get an interesting storm on Sunday into Monday. Uh, it, it, what's your gut feeling? And we should emphasize that if it looks as if it's going to be dangerous, and Monday is a work day for many people, even though we're in that Christmas to New Year's period, uh, if there is that possibility— we will do a special short podcast, but, but but what's your gut feeling on this storm? My gut feeling is it's going to trend colder. So uh, my gut feeling is, yes, um, some places in northern Connecticut, in the hills of northern Connecticut, and uh, the towns that are along the Massachusetts border, and that could even include the towns at lower elevations, um, such as Enfield, for example, and Suffield, for example, and East Granby, for example, uh, these towns right along the Massachusetts border could see liquid rain late Sunday night and Monday morning that's freezing on contact with a temperature of around 30 or 31 degrees. So that's something we're going to have to monitor very, very carefully over the weekend because, Dan, frankly, you know, it's Friday. Trying to predict on Monday whether it will be 31 or 33. But you see that makes the entire difference because you can't change the laws of physics. At 33 degrees, nothing is going to freeze. But at 31 degrees, everything will freeze. So that, that's the whole ball of wax right there. Uh, I do not see snow. It's going to be too warm in the upper levels of the atmosphere. And when we talk about the on the, on the weather map segment, you'll understand why that is. But there is definitely the potential of some ice because we're going to have that cold high pressure to the north. And that cold high pressure is going to get thicker as you go to the north. So I was looking at some of the uh, projected what we call soundings, which means the air above us. Not the air to the north, south, east, or west, but the air straight up above us. And on Monday morning, the cold layer is thick enough that places up in northeastern Massachusetts, for example, uh, Bedford, which is a suburb north and west of Boston, but places such as that and points north, the cold layer is thick enough 
that the projection from the uh, sounding is for ice pellets. So in other words, the, the melted snowflake coming out of the cloud uh, in the warm layer is, is, is melts into a raindrop, and then the layer is thick enough that that raindrop has time to refreeze into an ice pellet before it hits the ground. So the projection for as nearby as northern Massachusetts is for ice pellets. Then I looked at the sounding for, for Worcester Airport, for example, and Worcester showed over three-quarters of an inch of rain with the temperature below freezing for the entire event. So if something like that were to happen, that would be the worst possible scenario of all because uh, it, I know it doesn't sound like much, three-quarters of an inch, but you think of three-quarters of an inch of ice building up on, on tree limbs and power lines and so forth, that is extremely significant. And as a matter of fact, the National Weather Service has various criterion, and when they project a quarter of an inch or more of ice buildup, they call for an ice storm warning. So, uh, you know, a quarter of an inch is considered very significant in terms of icing. So it's, you know, I, I'm not jumping up and down and saying this is definitely going to happen or, or anything like that. But the trend is that it could happen. And uh, so we're, we're going to be watching it very closely. And, Dan, you said it perfectly. If on Sunday, when I look at the, the weather maps and charts and everything, and through the day Sunday, we're going to be completely fine. But it's that Sunday night, Monday we're focusing on. And if we do need to do a storm-specific forecast for the Sunday night, Monday event, you, you come back to bradfieldweather.com and we'll have it for you. Uh, Dan was nice enough to say that Sunday afternoon we could do it. It's fine with him and it's fine with me. So, um, you know, if, if we need to come on with a special storm uh, update, we will. For sure. Now, before we get to our on-the-map segment and then our crystal ball segment, it's, uh, well, we're now, what, a few days into winter, and it's the old line, the days are getting longer. In other words, we are getting more daylight. But I like to follow this, and I noticed that on the first day of winter, we were getting nine hours and ten minutes of daylight, and here we are, we're putting this podcast together on December 27th, and I noticed we're still getting nine hours and 10 minutes of daylight. I also noticed the sun is setting a bit later, but it's still rising later in the morning. So maybe you can explain that to our audience. Well, it's uh, complicated, Dan, but the, the way to explain it is uh, if the Earth was um, completely vertical on its axis, uh, everything would be symmetrical and, and similar. And you would be, it would be very easy to explain. But the Earth is tilted on its axis as it revolves around the sun. And that's the reason that the, um, the amount of sunlight per day is different at various places on the globe because of the way the Earth tilts on its axis as it revolves around the sun. So um, it's very, very complicated. But the, but the bottom line is, the sun has made its um, furthest point south on the globe in terms of direct rays of sunlight. That's the Tropic of Capricorn in the Southern Hemisphere. And now the, the sun is actually coming north on the globe on a day-by-day -day basis. But 
it's because of that tilt of the axis that it's uneven uh, with with respect to the um, the when the sun will rise in the morning and when the sun will set in the evening. But the the main idea, and you said uh, it was nine hours and 10 minutes on the solstice and it's still nine hours and 10 minutes today you're going to start seeing that creep up to nine hours and 11 minutes nine hours and 12 minutes and so forth as we go forward but um it's to do with the tilt of the axis of the earth dan okay that that explains that uh, because you know we as humans tend to think of everything in equal segments in other words all right winter has started getting more daylight now one minute each day, each additional day. It, it it doesn't quite work that way. Yes, we're getting additional daylight, but it's not in equal segments, right? No, exactly right, exactly right. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, you you, you got to be an optimist and look at the glass half full. So uh, it, it's a lot better than the sun setting at uh, four twenty in the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> uh, just uh, you know, kind of kind of brightens up everyone's world when. Uh, you can sit down to dinner, and it's still not its not pitch black yet. You got that right. I want to talk for just a moment about our sponsor, McAllen Construction, a centrally located full-service construction company in Prospect, Connecticut. McAllen Construction has been servicing the entire state of Connecticut for over 25 years. Woman-owned, small-minority business, licensed by the state of Connecticut, and insured. In fact, McAllen Construction is licensed as a major contractor, new home construction contractor, plumbing and piping limited P7, home improvement contractor, and subsurface sewage installer, a utility carpentry excavation company, and also a snow removal company for residents, commercial businesses, and state and local government properties. McAllen Construction is on call 24-7 year-round. Give them a call today at 203-758-3474. That's 203-758-3474. Visit them online, McAllenConstructionCT.com. That's McAllenConstructionCT.com. And again, a big thank you to McAllen Construction, located in Prospect, Connecticut, for underwriting the Brad Field Weather Podcast. Brad, uh, now let's look at the weather map, because I'm noticing, for example, Juneau, Alaska today is going to have a high of 36, Washington, D.C., a high of 59 as we put this together on December 27th. What's the weather map look like? All right, we've got a um, a front that is approaching uh, right now, Dan, on on Friday, uh, December 27th, and we're out in advance of the front, so it's damp and it's mild today. Uh, temperatures will be approaching 50 in some locations, but the cold front approaching from the west is going to pass through during the evening. So once that cold front comes through, uh, the weekend weather looks dry, but it looks cooler. So instead of being up near 50, I think uh, Saturday and Sunday will be more like 40, something like that. Saturday morning on the weather map, the front will be offshore and high pressure will be located near Erie, Pennsylvania. And that's going to sponsor some very nice weather for Saturday. The sun out, uh, temperature around 40, as I said, 
And then on Sunday, um, we've got cold, high pressure uh, south of Hudson Bay, rooting into Connecticut. Now, that's a key to the icy forecast, the cold high up near southern Hudson Bay, ridging south to Connecticut. So we're going to see on Sunday, weather-wise, sunshine followed by increasing clouds. But with that cold high to the north, cold air will be draining in at lower levels of the atmosphere, and the whole ball of wax, is it going to be 33 or is it going to be 31? So uh, on Sunday morning, the primary storm is going to be out near Minneapolis-St. Paul. It looks like snow in the Dakotas uh, through uh, northern sections of Minnesota, and then rain off to the east of the storm uh, through the Great Lakes. Remember, counterclockwise around low pressure. So if the low is over Minneapolis, off to the east in the Great Lakes, they're getting a southerly airflow. That's why they're getting the rain. And on the back side of the low pressure, that would be the Dakotas and northern Minnesota, they're getting the northerly flow. That's why they're getting the storm. So the track is critical uh, in winter storms. Now, Monday, the primary is going to be through the UP of Michigan, and we're going to have a warm front through Atlantic City and out into the ocean. Now, obviously, Atlantic City is to the south of us. So we are on the cold side of the warm front. But so the cold air will be draining down from northern New England and eastern Canada. Warm air will be riding up and over the cold air. That's what's going to be producing the rain. And then the whole uh, trying to pin the temperature. But I've noticed the trend, Dan, has been down. So that's why I think uh, ice could be um, uh, showing up at least in northern Connecticut, parts of northern Connecticut, on Sunday night and Monday morning. Now, by Tuesday morning, a secondary low-pressure system will be out near 4070 and starting to pull away. I think we could see some morning sprinkles, or maybe by then the upper atmosphere will be cool enough that we would see some flurries around on Tuesday morning. Uh, the primary dying out over Michigan. So Tuesday is New Year's Eve day. So I think that, you know, there might be a sprinkle or a flurry in the morning, the uh, secondary storm pulling away, but I think it should remain kind of cloudy. Um, New Year's Eve, I think, will be fine weather-wise. And if you're going to be out and about on New Year's Eve, uh, I'd say that the temperature will be anywhere from the mid-20s to the low-30s. So it's not terribly cold. If you just have a you know decent winter coat on and some gloves, you'll you'll be fine on New Year's Eve. It won't be harsh or anything like that. New Year's Day, we're going to see high pressure near Atlanta, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and a weak cold front approaching from the Great Lakes. So New Year's Day is going to be kind of a sunny day, uh, maybe 40-ish, something like that. So cool, but certainly not cold for the time of year. All right. Well, that sounds good. Uh, now we, we look into our crystal ball segment because uh, our winter forecast calls for a snowy one, long range. And here we are, some parts of the state, no snow cover. Temperatures seem to be a tad above normal. Looks as if we're going to make it to New Year's Day without a major snowstorm. Look into your crystal ball. All right, Dan. From now until January 5th, which is the first weekend of the new year. January 4th is the Saturday. January 5th is the Sunday. Between now and then, that 10-day period, 
the European computer model calls for no snow at all south of Interstate 84. And I think that's going to be correct. I do not see any snow uh, south of Interstate 84 between now and the first weekend of January. The European computer model in that 10-day range calls for approximately one to three inches of snow uh, for the northwest and northeast hills of Connecticut. I think that's conceivable, but that even that is not much uh, in a 10-day period for this time of year. So that's like the total snowfall over the next 10 days might be an inch or two in the northwest and northeast hills. So certainly for the next 10 days, we're not looking at a heck of a lot. But when I look at the really long range, Dan, there are some things that are hinting to me that we are going to slide back into that pattern that we saw in early December. It looks as though after, uh, let's say, starting on that first weekend of January, the 4th and 5th, it looks like temperatures are really going to begin to warm in Alaska significantly, warmer than they are now. So what, what's going to happen there is a big ridge is going to pump up, and then a trough will be induced uh, east of the Rockies. So that would mean the cold air would start to, to infiltrate into the lower 48 once again, and uh, with a cold air in place and a storm track coming out of the deep south and sliding, uh, sliding toward the mid-Atlantic coastline, that track and that pattern uh, will breed snowstorms in Connecticut. So I think, I think after January 5th, so keep that in mind, next 10 days if you're a snow lover, just kind of gut it out because you're not going to see much. <laughs> but um, after the 4th and 5th, I think the pattern is going to start to turn again. And uh, I do see the, the prospect of, you know, let's say weeks 2, 3, and 4 of January, uh, significantly turning back toward winter. And, um, you know, I, I, you're in a situation like this that you're, you're thinking that, well, gee, maybe my winter forecast is not going to work out. Um, if after January 5th I have to revise this and say, well, Dan, it looks like another three weeks of warm weather, then maybe you, you have to look at revising the winter forecast. But right now I want to give this forecast a chance to work out and uh, let's see what happens with that uh, projected pattern change. You know, this is what fascinates me so much about weather. In a sense, it's a lot like baseball, whereby you can sometimes tell, without any stealing of signs, what pitch the pitcher is going to throw by watching how the catcher sets up behind the plate. So in this sense, we really have to keep an eye on the weather in Alaska to determine what we might get, correct? Exactly, exactly. And another barometer I use, Dan, is check me out on this, all right? When you hear on the national news that Denver, Colorado is getting hammered with bitter cold, maybe temperature 10 below zero or something like that, uh, maybe a, a blinding blizzard in Denver, you watch almost always it's warm here and the opposite is true when the weather is really warm in denver colorado uh say 60 or whatever uh on a winter day we are getting blasted here in connecticut and it's 
due to that wave trough pattern around the globe and the amount of space between the ridge and the trough. So I guess if you got into an airplane and and flew across the country, I guess it's about 3,000 miles, maybe something like that. I think to Denver, it's maybe 2,000 miles. But if you get get that, that ridge over Denver... It usually sets up that the trough is perfectly set up in, in, in our neck of the woods for very cold, very stormy weather here. So check that out next time. If you, if you hear something about Denver on the national news and something to do with weather, if they say it's like incredibly warm there, it seems like a spring, it's going to be cold here. And just the opposite. If they're having like a major blizzard in Denver, usually it's mild here. I will definitely use that as a marker for sure. Uh, now, what, as, as a recap to the podcast, uh, what does our forecast look like? All right, so the remainder of this afternoon, Friday, December 27th, it's damp and it's mild. There could be a couple of scattered showers out there today. Uh, temperatures in the 40s to near 50 in a few places. Uh, overnight, partly cloudy, certainly not cold for the time of year. Upper 20s to mid-30s, but uh, watch out if you see any uh, wetness on the roads or the walkways or whatever. Uh, definitely could be icy. Uh, Saturday looks sunny and cooler, certainly cooler than today. Temperatures in the upper 30s to middle 40s. Uh, for the last Sunday of 2019, sunshine followed by increasing cloudiness. But if you're traveling around during the day, it should be fine temperature 38 to 44. Now, Sunday night, rain develops, and that could perhaps be ice in far northern Connecticut and in the hills of northwest and northeastern Connecticut. Temperatures in the 30s, but for for Stonington and and, uh, Bridgeport and uh, Old Saybrook on the shoreline, I'm thinking upper 30s, so no problem, just rain. But for places like Goshen, and Colebrook and even Summers over in northeastern Connecticut or maybe even Union uh, in northeastern Connecticut, places like that, it could be 30 or 31 and icing. So we're going to have to be very uh, cognizant of that. Monday, rain, except possible ice at the mass border and in the northern hills. I think highs on Monday between 34 in the northern hills to about 42 at the shoreline cities. Tuesday is New Year's Eve day. There could be a morning flurry or sprinkle, otherwise mostly cloudy, 38 to 44. New Year's Eve, mostly cloudy, uh, temperature 26 to 32. And then New Year's Day, Dan, we ring in 2020 with sunshine and temperature 38 to 44. All right. Uh, sounds uh like an interesting stretch of weather in some respects, particularly the uh, Sunday into Monday, and in other respects, well, a, a ho-hum forecast, but as you said, it appears we could see some changes come January 4th, January 5th, that area, right? I, 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 that's what I'm looking at right now, Dan. So for the snow lovers that uh, like to listen to the podcast, my advice would be just hang in there. I would, <laughs> it, it's, it's way too early to panic and give up on this winter. I mean, this winter has uh, been off and roaring, uh, you know, still with, I think, 21.1 inches uh, officially at Bradley so far. 
so we are significantly ahead of the pace. And I will remind people on the, on the winter of 1995 and 1996, where we saw the 120 inches of Bradley at Bradley International Airport. So that's in 114 years of weather records. That's the most snow we've ever had measured in a winter at Bradley. You know when the first accumulating snow was, Dan? When? It was on Christmas Eve. So that winter got off to a fairly late start. Um, I mean, by Christmas Eve this year, we already had 21.1 inches of snow in the bank at Bradley. So uh, I'm not not saying we're going to get 120 inches of snow this year. But it all depends on the pattern that locks in. If you get a pattern to lock in in the middle of the winter and you get two or three storms that are juicy storms, say coming up from the Gulf of Mexico to off the mid-Atlantic coast to off of Cape Cod, you get a storm track like that two or three times uh, and you get some Greenland blocking going, you've got yourself a big league mm. winter. Wow. So uh, we've, I think the, for snow lovers, the best is yet to come. We're still in the first quarter, in other words. We are. We are. <laughs> it's not, it's not even, not even halftime yet. <laughs> that's a good way to look at it, Dan. <laughs> well, Brad, to uh, you and Sandy and your family and to our audience, a happy new year. Very happy new year to you and Susan and to our audience, Dan. And uh, we're very appreciative of our audience and we're very appreciative of our sponsors. You bet. Again, a big thank you to our underwriter for the Bradfield Weather Podcast, McAllen Construction, a full-service construction company centrally located in Prospect, servicing statewide for over 25 years. And remember, if it snows, well, they also do snow removal as well. Brad, enjoy the weekend. We'll talk real soon, and you be well, my friend. All right, and you too. Happy New Year to one and all.